Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice, though, they really mean flavor. Like in-your-face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi Strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either. But it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice. Anything but subtle. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Well, as the countdown for Vegas starts in earnest, some interesting reports emerging over the course of the weekend that there may well be a NRL presence full-time in America. Uh, Peter Bedell had the yarn, and I'm happy to say that the consortium chief, Steve Scanlon of Rugby League America, is on the line. G'day, Steve. G'day, Jimmy. Thanks for having me, mate. Absolute pleasure. Can you take us through this from the start? When and how did this concept see its birth, Steve? It's been a bit of an evolution, um, Jimmy, over the past sort of five, six years. So uh, we originally had an interest in the New York uh, Rugby League team that was going to go into the English Super League uh, comp yep. just prior to COVID. And uh, basically, obviously, through COVID and then Toronto pulling out, that all went to the side. But given the investment that we made in that and the connections and all the publicity we got through that, um, we thought, why don't we sort of pivot a little bit, use the infrastructure that we had and create a professional competition over there instead. So that's how it all came to birth. Uh, and, and what's the association, or do you have an association around the US Association of Rugby League, which is recognised by the IRL as the governing body of rugby league in America? Yeah, so we've been dealing with the interim chair over there. So he, he actually stepped down last week. Right. Um, so there's a new interim chair, but they've just gone out for some new directors and whatnot. So once they've settled down all their positions, we'll be re-engaging with them, but We've had some really positive conversations with them, uh, Drew Slover over there and whatnot. So absolutely, we, we want to partner with them and, and help the grassroots rugby league over there and, and, and help from, from the bottom up and existing competition over there grow that as well. Yeah, and see, as someone who's been bullish about rugby league in America for a long time, I guess um, from your point of view, knowing then that the NRL have decided to go to Las Vegas and they've locked in uh, at a five-year uh, term and... That seems to be uh, a small horizon too. It feels like it's going to be longer than that. I guess that was like almost perfect timing from your perspective, Steve. Oh, absolutely. It was like we hit the jackpot there. Yeah. Um, you know, it, we had everything already in play. We'd already sold three teams before the NRL announced that they were going to be doing this. So, um, you know, it, it's really interesting timing and sometimes you, you get lucky in life. Yeah. Um, we've had some really good uh, positive talks with the NRL and, Hopefully we can tie something down there uh, when we're over there this weekend. But uh, yeah, it's really exciting that they're out there and making that investment. Yeah. Okay. So meeting with uh, Peter Valandis and Andrew Abdo on Sunday. Prior to that, I think a fortnight ago, you met with Peter Valandis. What was his initial reaction, and and has that given you confidence to move forward, Steve? Yeah, we we had actually been talking to the to the NRL for about three months before that as well. So it was. Um, 
going through the, the ladder uh, at the NRL. Um, but yeah, Peter's a very astute businessman. He understands the market over there. Uh, they wouldn't be investing over there um, over the next five years if they didn't understand it. So very positive conversations. Um, I guess it comes down to now about how we're going to execute and our vision and plan if there's that synergy with them. But it, it's very encouraging at the moment. We're presenting to the commission on Sunday. Um, after the Saturday night in Vegas, it's going to be a bit hairy, so we're yes. going to have to make sure we're on our best behaviour. But uh, no, we're really excited getting in, in with talking to them. And then because we're, we're greenfield as well, we can sort of adapt different methodology for the NRL as well. So, you know, it's, it's just exciting times. Uh, there was a number 23 million quoted in the article uh, that I referenced. Where does that number come from, Steve? It, it sounds like this has been fully costed. You mentioned that three teams have been bought already. Do we know... Uh, where the other teams will be? Do we know salary caps? Is there that level of detail in your business proposal? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this has been going on for a long time now, Jimmy. So we're right into the detail. Um, we've actually got a couple of people on the board who are Americans who own uh, minor league baseball teams, etc. Um, I actually went to Harvard with uh, Patrick Bet David, who owns a share of the Yankees. So I'm in conversations with him at the moment as well. Wow. So. Um, we're, we're deep in it. It's not just pie-in-the-sky stuff. Um, everything's sort of at the pointy end. However, there is a little bit of room for movement. Uh, you talk about locations. So we've got, we've got the locations. But if, you know, The Rock wants to put a team in Hawaii instead, you know, we're open to that. Yes. You know, so they're the types of – we need to be a bit, bit agile. Yeah. And, and people might hear that about The Rock and go, oh, come on. But he was fully endorsing the Samoa in the Rugby League World Cup. The other thing about it is too, and this is what I look at from your perspective, Steve, we've now got a guy named Bill Foley who is the majority owner of Auckland's new A-League franchise. He's also the Vegas Golden Knights owner in the NHL, and he's an English Premier League owner as well. Uh, are you uh, uh, having conversations with or open to having conversations with um, sport existing sports owners like Bill Foley that might be interested in being involved? Yeah, absolutely. You know, two of the three uh, licences that have been bought already are from people who own sporting teams around the globe. So, you know, at, at a 1.5 million US buy-in, it's I know it sounds a bit weird when I say it's cheap, but in American sports, yeah, it's it's very cheap, you know. Um, and if a consortium buys a license over there, then it's you know that sort of money gets thrown around quite a bit. I'll give you an example, Jimmy. When when we were doing the New York stuff, we went over there and sat down with a sponsor, and we we're asking for uh, two million dollars naming rights for the, for the jersey. And he started laughing at us and he said, uh, "Look, I can't talk to you." And I said, "Oh, why is that?" He goes, "I deal with anything above ten million plus." Right. Because you're either going to have to up your ante, or you're going to have to talk to someone else. Right. So right. it's just a different ball game over there. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's um, we're really interested in talking to the NRL teams as well. I see like Scott Penn from Manly lives in Brooklyn, in New York. There's a there's a lot that makes sense with the existing teams being affiliates with the teams over there as well. So we were looking at, at you know what um, what what it's similar to, and it's a little bit like the the City Football Group and what they've done with Manchester City yeah. and other teams. Um, yep. The IPL is doing it now with the Kolkata Knight Riders, etc. And and that's that feel that we're looking for there. Carl Stefanovic, what's Carl going to be doing uh, with this one, Steve? <laughs> Carl's a great man. He's a great man, and uh, mate, he he's he's heavily involved and heavily invested in this. He sees uh, obviously great things coming from it. So um, I can't give too much information away about Carl, but there's some exciting projects in the works and uh, it's great to have him involved. Uh, no doubt. Absolutely. Um, 
firm believer in that too. Uh, do you know what what would be the time of the competition? Because I think with the NRL timed the way it is against the the NFL or, or not going head-to-head with the NFL, that there's a bit of a, an opportunity there. Do you see something similar with your timing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the way I work with my entrepreneurial mind, I want, I want everything now and push it forward, forward, forward. So yeah. the smarter people in the room are slowing things down for me, which, which you need those people. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so what time of the year? I think we're looking at 2025. Are we? Uh, I think it, the current season yeah. over there is running from May to September. Yeah, we're going to start a little bit slightly early, like just a couple of weeks, that late April, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. Um, and, and then, yeah, it'll be approximately around a 16- to 18-week competition. Okay. So five on each side of the country and then a playoff sort of system meet in the middle. Uh, what are you asking for from the NRL in these discussions and when you make the presentation on, on Sunday? What, what, what is it that you're ask, uh, actually looking for, Steve? Yeah, I, I think that's an interesting question because uh, there, there's two different options. Um, a, a partnership in any form will obviously be extremely beneficial, um, but we're also open to the NRL investing and becoming an equity partner in it as well. So um, I, I guess it, it's, it's a conversation of many different streams and see how it goes, but there's two different options on the table at the moment. Yeah, very strong financials that the NRL released last week, and on the back of that, Super League purchase was, was back on the um, – agenda too, which I, I think is sort of would make even this Rugby League America opportunity more attractive given you've now got, you would now have three different time zones. You could have portability of players through three competitions, Steve. Do you see something working like that? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And then it's truly global game, you know, and we've got billionaires involved in what we're doing at the moment. So we're even open to talking to the NRL about investment into the Super League as well. Right. So, uh, that's another conversation that we'll have on the weekend. Yeah, no, very exciting. Hey, Steve, um, I love the the way you're thinking around this. I've, I've always been bullish. Uh, I think being married to an American, I know there's a heap of millions of people over there that love big blokes bumping into each other, and I think rugby league's going to take it by storm. Great to have some time with you today, Steve, and all the very best for Vegas. Thank you, Jimmy. Thanks again for having me on.